Welcome to Rebirth of Venus, the podcast where I talk dirty about spiritual evolution, the self-love revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch every damn day. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and I want to thank you so deeply for being here. Hello, everybody. Oh, I just knocked something over. Getting off to a great start here. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Rebirth of Venus. Thank you for tuning in with me for another week of talking about spiritual evolution, sacred pleasure, the archetype of Venus, pursuing beauty ruthlessly in all of its forms and all that good stuff. Oh, I love this time of year, the end of the year. You know, I'm not somebody who believes you need to wait for January 1st to set an intention for something new. And yet I love the energy of of this time where we're feeling like we're wrapping things up and we're looking forward excitedly to what's ahead. I love it. So I hope that you're tapping into that energy and you're also realizing that, you know, the month isn't over yet. The year isn't over yet. And, you know, there's still time to make the most of it. So go for it. <laughs> oh, I want to thank you all for um, your, as always, your great responses to this podcast. Um, I had some great follow-up conversations with last week's episode, which was a Q&A. We talked about so many different topics, and it was really fun to connect with some of you through Instagram. As always, you can always d DM me on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus. I really have such a fun time riffing on these ideas with you all and it was fun how even something like a Q&A could be such a conversation starter so thank you all who continued the conversation kept it going and as always thank you all who have taken the time the two seconds but the two seconds that means so much to me to log on to iTunes and leave a review for this podcast as I've mentioned so many times before the Reviews are meaningful in two main ways. One, they show me what you're benefiting from so I can do more of it because this show is for you. Let's face it. <laughs> and also they allow more people to, to have access to this podcast, to find it organically. And so I really appreciate that. If you haven't had the chance, go ahead. Feel free to pause this podcast right now. I'll be here when you come back. Head on over to the iTunes store. You can click on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on an iPhone like I listen to all my podcasts. Wow, that sounded like an Apple commercial, didn't it? <laughs> it's not. Not sponsored by Apple, though, you know, I could use some new gear. Um, but you can just click on write a review underneath the podcast listing. It takes two seconds and it makes a really big difference. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time. So today I wanted to riff on sort of a part two, a follow-up to my episode of Radical Receiving. I think it was episode six. I probably should have checked that <laughs> before starting this recording. But um, Radical Receiving, we talked all about how receiving is an integral part of the manifestation process. And it's a part that working with the archetype of Venus has really expanded in me. So today I want to go a little further with that. I want to go a little deeper into manifestation in general and how opening yourself up to receiving and 
being really conscious of how you are pursuing your desire, um, how that will either speed up the manifestation or slow the manifestation. And we're going to be talking about a really big, I'll say controversial piece of the discussion on manifestation, which is the place of work. And I posted on Instagram last week um, about this, and I wanted just to dive a little deeper into this because this is an area that I have learned so much about over the past year, and it has really impacted my ability and my speed of manifestation. And I will say it's going to really force you to question some really deeply held cultural ideals. So should be fun, right? We like to question things. Um, And I think that if you have studied manifestation at all, this I think is going to be a little bit of a different perspective on things, um, which I hope is beneficial. I actually haven't heard anyone talk about this in this way. Not saying nobody has, but I just haven't personally been exposed to that. And I hope it really sheds some light on this idea of work in the manifestation process. So really, really quick, if you're not, if you've no idea what I'm talking about when I say manifestation, what I'm referring to is the same practice. I I actually believe that what I talk about as spell work and magic, what I talk about as manifestation and what I talk about as setting intentions and goals are actually really deeply connected to the point where I actually think they all operate in the same frequency. And so manifestation became sort of um, popularized by the movie The Secret, which is a lot of people have sort of distanced themselves from in the law of attraction world. Law of attraction being this discussion, this way of framing the energy that draws things towards you that you desire or not. (laughs) So... I'm going to be using manifestation and law of attraction somewhat interchangeably. Um, I think most of you listening have a basic or moderate or even advanced idea of what I'm talking about here, but I want to just really quickly touch on it for those who don't. So in the movie The Secret, basically the thesis of the movie is like you just want it enough, you believe it enough, you, you act like you already have it and the thing will come. And... I mean, honestly, like, it's a movie. (laughs) A lot of people have distanced themselves from the message of the secret because it's pretty watered down. Obviously, the manifestation process is much more nuanced, but it's a movie. I mean, um, it's a little exaggerated. And I personally feel like if you take movies that literally, like, you need to strengthen your sense of discernment anyway. So I'm not really going to like jump on the like hating on the secret bandwagon. Actually, I find it like fun to watch if I just want like a little extra jolt. You know, it's on Netflix. Like, you know, if you just like want to feel like things are possible, you know, you just that's the purpose of the movie. And I think that um, there was a lot of backlash, both in terms of other leaders in the world of law of attraction Um, And there continues to be because it's like, oh, no, it's oversimplifying the process. You need to take action. And then also with skeptics of the law of attraction, because they were just like, you can't, you know, just bring things into existence that way, blah, blah, blah. So 
I want to breach the topic of work in the process of manifestation. Um, you know, people get really like cranky when you talk like non-believers or skeptics bring up, they get really cranky when you bring up the law of attraction sometimes, you know, immediately they jump to, you know, you can't just meditate your way to a million dollars. You have to take action. And I'm not, and when I say skeptics, I am not criticizing. I think it's really valuable to be a skeptic and not just believe everything you hear. Um, but you know, to, to that, to that statement, I have a couple things to say, you know, it's like a split answer. The first part is, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but then the second more nuanced answer is not in the way you think and not for the reasons you think. So let me explain. This is something I've really done a lot of thinking on and I've and not even just thinking. I've kind of just downloaded these messages from, you know, the universe, things that just kind of popped, came into my mind, popped into my mind and I was like, that is it. And so this is me sort of cracking the code for you. Um, and it really changed everything for me. So first of all, let's just clear something up. The nobody, and I mean, I literally mean nobody. <laughs> nobody who I would consider sort of like a master law of attraction teacher or you know, a real leader in the field, if you want to say it. it sounds so official. Um, including the people of which there are quite a few who deliver channeled content. Um, and by that, I'm referring to what I just talked about, which is like receiving and communicating messages that don't appear to be from their own consciousness. They appear to be from, you know, spirit, spirit guidance through universal consciousness and the most well-known being Abraham Hicks, which if you're curious about, I've talked about it before, go to YouTube, look up Abraham Hicks, do a little research. You can, there's a ton of free content online. So nobody <laughs> tells you not to take action. Nobody. And trust me, like I have studied this intimately. Nobody says that. It's your perception that they are saying that. And I feel like the only people who miss that action piece are either the people who are just hearing what they want to hear, like I just said, you know, they're listening to their perception, which is that this negates hard work, or there are people who just listen to like one or two videos or like read one book and then don't realize that it's more complicated and they don't take action. So people who are more, you know, who are more new to this um, information and just haven't fully grasped the nuances yet. So here's the thing, <laughs> first of all, and this is all leading up to my discussion on receiving. So hear me out. Here's the thing. A lot of people get really triggered, really triggered by these ideas because think about it. I mean, we have been told since the day, if you live in the West... Um, I'm from the U.S., you know, you've, we've been told since the day we were old enough to think about it, that like hard work is how you get things. You know, if you work hard, you're rewarded. And our generation, by that, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm 33. So like 20s, the, I guess that's more than one generation, but like 
People under 40, we'll say. I don't know. I don't know what a generation... I don't even know what a generation is. Who knows? Um, the young younger people, <laughs> not our parents, um, they have unfortunately have been forced to wake up to the reality that it's uh, not... That that's not true. <laughs> and yet, it and like that's really a tough realization for many people. Like, oh, they work really hard. They get amazing grades in school and they can't find a job that suits their liking or their training. Or they find one and then they're like, oh. And it's just like, it's not, not that secure, that certain anymore. And so we're at advantage because this is a little closer to our, our reality. But even so, so many people, in my, even in my age group, get really, when they hear about this, it's kind of like a joke, this whole idea of manifestation. It's kind of a joke and it's like, well, yeah, but you can't just like manifest things. They don't just appear, you know, you have to work hard because people are triggered. They're upset <laughs> on a level. It's their ego realizing like they're the fact that anyone thinks there could be another way is offensive because it negates the work I've done that I've suffered for. Right. And so that's my perspective, at least. So there's that. And I actually, the, the, I think it's a real shame, actually, that so many law of attraction teachers have felt the need to like backlash against that idea in the secret of like, you don't, you, you have to work because I think they've actually done a disservice to like almost making it more, making the idea of manifestation of law of attraction more palatable for the masses, like more, yeah, like more, yeah, more palatable, more um, accepted, you know? Oh, don't worry. We think you have to work hard too. And they're just buying into the same idea, the same bullshit, which I will go on to explain that, you know, you but by that by efforting you get what you desire and of course there are exceptions I mean the people who I really go to for manifestation information um they definitely go into more detail on these topics um but those people being Abraham Hicks um more as far as like more young more younger (laughs) Oops. As far as younger voices, Catherine Zankina of Manifestation Babe, um, Kimberly Wenya of Kimberly Wenya. <laughs> um, they're both really great young voices who have a very nuanced understanding of this. Um, there are lots of people out there. But I do overall really hear a lot of teachers in general focusing on like, oh, don't worry, you do have to work. And that's not really disrupting the status quo of how we create what we, how we create our desires. And what I want to do here is disrupt that status quo. <laughs> so here we go. Um, so there's this idea in the law of attraction of inspired action. And the idea is this. The idea is, Okay, so the basic process is you get very, very clear on what you desire. Now, it's extremely important, and I talk about this in episode nine and in my ritual guide, my free ritual guide, which you can download on my website, at um, which is rebirthofvenus.com, and you can also um, pick it up from the link in my Instagram profile. All of the links are in the show notes. You can always access them there. 
So I talk about it there as well. But you need to get super clear on your desire. And you need to be really clear that it's your desire. Because otherwise, you're just going to be like working. You are going to be working hard because it's not an organic desire of your soul. So once you're clear, you ask, basically. Now, the, you ask the universe. You, you, you state your intention. That could be in writing. That could be in prayer. Whatever. But you do so from a place of gratitude. Not of begging, not of, oh, I want this, like, please just, and that's, I think, the big difference, like, how a lot of people pray, you know, they're like, please just don't have this terrible thing happen, which is, like, the worst way to manifest, because A, you're begging, and B, you're talking about what you don't want, because here's the thing, um, the just like the human mind cannot understand a negative, the universe cannot comprehend a negative either by that I mean you know if I tell you not to think of my beautiful face you're gonna think of my beautiful face in order not to think of it (laughs) Um, great example right and so it's much more effective to phrase things in gratitude and then also in terms of what you want so for example instead of um please please send me $5,000 to pay my college tuition this semester. You think, thank you for um, my ability to pay my college tuition of $5,000 this semester with ease and and utter joy. Something like that. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head. Um, and to take it even further, you can phrase it as if it's already happened. Like, I'm so grateful that I was able to easily and joyfully pay my college tuition this semester of $5,000 because it really starts to integrate into your subconscious that this is something that's already happened, which is where, what brings you to the important part of acting as if you already have it. And this is where the inspired action piece comes. So, and this is where a lot of people fuck it up too. (laughs) And I'll explain why. So acting as if is, an impor- is the most important piece because you need to become an energetic match for the thing you desire. Now, if you're looking at this on the level of quantum physics and the, and the implications of that for our lives as humans, you know, basically the things you want operate on a high frequency, a high vibration. And the, you know, which is where like, positive joyful emotions live and so if you can exist in that space that's what people say when they're talking about being high vibe then you can you will attract good things in general and I mean you know this you know when you're having a great day things get better when you're having a shitty day things get worse unless I mean if that's a choice of course but that's kind of like the default Um, And when it comes to specifics, it allows you to understand what action to take. And this is something I didn't really, really grasp until this year, actually, despite the fact that I've studied this for about six years now, since like before it was super trendy on Instagram, (laughs) which is like, I think it's great. So I'm super glad there are like all of these people teaching this now. So um, because here's the thing. If you think about how you would behave if you already had the thing, it takes you out of a place of desperation into a place of gratitude, and it allows you to figure out how to take action now, how to take inspired action. 
So, for example, in my work on trying to improve, not on trying, on improving my money mindset um, and attracting abundance as a result, I actually made a list of everything the like wealthy version of myself would do or not do. And this is like, I mean, this was to kind of twofold, to familiarize myself with who I was becoming even before the money showed up, and also to make me realize like where I should be directing my energy now. Um, because the wealthy version of me isn't like some other person. She's not like, you know, this I. I mean, when it comes to the idea of wealth and what a wealthy person is, especially if you're somebody like me who doesn't come from money um, and who, you know, grew up with a lot of like negative ideas about what wealthy people were like, it's really hard to wrap your head around the fact that like wealthy people can be anybody. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like I have to become, if I become wealthy, I need to like, you know, like go buy a Chanel bag and like any of the other like trappings of Instagram wealth. I'm not hating on any of those things that just like wasn't resonating with me. You know, I'm like not really a Chanel girl. I don't think I think I would like go somewhere else, go to like a, you know, different, <laughs> I would like go somewhere else for my luxury item. Um, anyway, it was like a realization that actually I, it's like a, just an elevated version of myself who isn't like scraping by and making decisions based on desperation. And so now where I, where I, and many people where I fucked this up in the past, cause this has been like a several years long process for me and where many people fuck it up is they think that that means they need to like spend a bunch of money, especially when it comes to like your, wealthy version of yourself <laughs> which really defeats the purpose because then you're if you're if you're using resources you don't have I mean it's tricky because on one hand you it's important to like take leaps of faith and it's important to invest in yourself for sure but at the same time you if you do that from a place that's like not 100% aligned then you will then you will sort of um you're you're going to lose sight of what how do I explain this okay let me let me backtrack so if you're spending resources you don't have then what ends up happening is unless you're 100% aligned with that and feeling great and knowing that those resources are going to return to you then you are going to like the high will wear off and then you're suddenly going to be freaking out that you can't like afford what you just bought, you know? And it's this idea of which Chris Harder talks about on his podcast, um, which is for the love of money, I believe, um, that like you can't be spending, you can't be acquiring things you haven't like earned yet because you realize that there's an energetic dissonance. There's a cognitive dissonance. And not only that, but you realize that you are, um, you realize that you, like, you feel like you're faking it. And then all of the positive momentum gets, like, rushed back. I hope that makes sense. So back to the list. All you really have to do is see the actions you can take. 
the actions you can take to to do those things now right and so for example you know i'm just let me like pull up my list right now okay so for example okay i can't access it because whatever (laughs) so you know you look at something that is like hey this is something i could be doing now for example okay if i had already achieved my goal of like making x amount of money I wouldn't be stressed about like spending $5 on this thing I know is going to benefit my life or I wouldn't be wasting my time on something on X, Y, or Z. That was a big thing on my list. Like I wouldn't be wasting time on this. I wouldn't be like, you know, making excuses for not committing to like my spiritual practice or like I wouldn't be like sleeping in excessively because I have things to do. I would wake up excited for like my day, you know, all these little things that I could do now. And what that did is that actually, um, what that did is that actually made me realize from moment to moment what action I could be taking. And so, you know, faced with a choice of like, okay, do I hold off on spending money on this thing I know I need because I feel like I can't afford it? Or do I just, you know, invest in that thing gratefully and know that it's going to like return to me I do the latter or you know do I like make excuses for not accomplishing my goals or do I take steps to accomplish them so that's where the inspired action comes from so here's the further thing though about the action piece this is where really like thinking about receiving comes into things so um, another, so, okay. So Alexander Roxo, um, who is a really awesome spiritual teacher on, um, embodiment, Tantra, lots of different topics. She said something that was like talking about, she's talking about using some various energetic practices and, and how they often result in you achieving manifestations, like things being magnetized towards you. You, um, she said it's like the difference between that being like Athena, like, oh, I got to work for work, 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 you know, do things and being Venus of just like laying on your back and like l- knowing people are going to be bringing you grapes and feeding them to you. And this I liked because she was talking about how the energetics are really what magnetizes things to you. And this I agree with because actually you can meditate your way to money because I've done it. I know this. <laughs> Now, you know, it doesn't just like appear in your lap. That'd be dope. But things are magnetized to you when your energy is cleared. And that can be achieved through meditation, through yogic and shamanic embodiment, clearing practices, many, many ways. Not going to go into that now. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, You actually, if you can clear your energy to a place where things are magnetized to you. But here's the thing. When I did meditate my way towards money, quote unquote, obviously it's not quite that simple. You know, I also, I did have to do some work. But in that case, like the work was committing myself to meditation. That work was committing myself to consistency, which takes willpower. That work was following my intuition to like leave the house, obviously, and follow into opportunities, right? And so... The thing is, that might not be your idea of work. <laughs> and that's where it gets funny. Um, and sorry if there's like a little 
noise in the background right now. My boyfriend and his friend just got home, it sounds like, and they are having some laughs. So I'm not going to stop them because, you know, life is meant to be lived. And I hope their joy comes through if they do show, if their voices do show up on the podcast here. (laughs) So anyway, the thing is, like, most people don't see that as work. Although probably a lot of people who don't see that as work have never done it. Because actually, it's really not easy. First of all, the willpower, the discipline it takes to um, commit to a practice and also to like deal with all the psychic shit that comes up and to clear it and to really get clear on you where you're holding yourself back and releasing that and following your intuition. I mean, that's no joke. It's like one of the biggest questions I get in my life. How do I follow my intuition? And the biggest piece is courage. Because it really takes a lot of bravery to listen, especially when it doesn't make sense, when it's not in line with logic, et cetera, et cetera. And so, yeah, just something to keep in mind there. But also, it doesn't feel like work. And the thing about the inspired action piece is then you're taking the correct actions, so that you're further aligning yourself with your desire, which allows things to just be magnetized. But here's the thing. Many, many people, especially those who are like relatively early on in the path here, they take more action than they need to. Because the thing is, the action isn't for the universe. The action's for them. Because here's the thing. The universe doesn't fucking care. (laughs) The universe is not a human. The universe does not have values. The universe is not judging you. The universe is not testing you. The universe is not challenging you. You are getting back what you expect, period. But you need to build yourself up to the point where you can really expect the thing. And that's a game of faith. And this action helps you keep the faith. You know, I mean... There's all this, this like, there's all this talk about, like, oh, I think I'm being tested by the universe. It's like, the universe does not have values. It's not like, you deserve this because you're good. You deserve this because you're bad. No. You know, it gets, and that's, and this is why there are people, quote unquote, bad people who get good things. Because I really think that if you, um, those people often have a lot of confidence that they're going to get exactly what they desire. Now, things catch up to you. And like, if you put out negativity in the world, that will come back to you. So like, it all works out in the end. But it really comes down to your beliefs, what you desire. And so if you feel like you're being lazy and that you don't deserve to get what you want because you're not doing enough, you're not going to get it. But that's why, not because of the action. So... You need to take the action that you feel serves you. And you know what? If you take a little extra, that's fine. But here's the thing. You don't want to effort, overly effort. Because it's like this. It's like, you know, okay, like I used to be an interior designer. And when a client would hire me and then like I'd show up and they would be telling me what I should do. I'm like, why did you hire me? (laughs) Like, just let me do my freaking job and and you're going to love it. It's like that with the universe, you know, 
of course, I would involve my clients and I'd want them to be involved in the process. The universe wants you to be involved, but or not wants because it doesn't have wants, but like you're meant to be involved. But at the same time, you are, you know, at the same time, you you need to feel like you are like doing your piece for you. Because it create it releases resistance. And resistance is what keeps you from getting what you want. When you're totally in alignment with the desire, you're acting life as if you already have it, you are already grateful for having it, you have faith, even if it hasn't showed up. You are you've you've released the resistance. And that's where you're in that amazing Venusian place of receiving. Receiving. Letting it come in. You're not, you know, telling the universe how to do its job. You're letting it happen. That doesn't make you lazy. It makes you smart. So this week, I mean, think about what you really want. If you're familiar with the language of manifestation, you can think about like in terms of a manifestation. If you're not, think about just your goals. And think about the ways that you've been like pushing, 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 pushing it. And how can you like release a little bit? How can you ease into it? How can you open up? How can you say, you know what? I'm ready for this. And then the actions you do take, make sure you're taking them from a place of clear energy, excitement, happiness, joy. Meditation is great for this. Don't even need to meditate, though. Clear up your energy and things will be magnetized to you. Things, people, uh, people, opportunities. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this cleared up a little bit of what I perceive as misunderstandings about the place of work in the manifestation process. And um, personally, I would like to just get rid of the word work from the English language because it's just so loaded with like pain, (laughs) you know? So instead, action. Let's use that word, action. And so remember, yes, you have to take action, not always the way you think, and really recognize like it might just be for you. But if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel like you're in line with the desire, that's great. And that's helpful. And that's going to to magnetize your desire for you, those feelings of faith. So I hope that was helpful. As always, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus to talk about these ideas or anything else. And let me know what you're manifesting and where your blocks are, what your, or not blocks. I don't like that word either. (laughs) Where you're, um, where, where you feel like you're being challenged, where you feel like you're maybe efforting a little too much, where you feel like you're going upstream. Let's just have a conversation about it. I'd love to help you if, if I can, you know, um, anyway, hope to talk to you all. And, uh, in the meantime, have a great week and stay focused on what you want, because while the year is ending, we still have time and it's never too early to start thinking about your desires for 2019. Have a great week. Goodbye.